0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast. MMA Takes Podcast, with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petri. I might not be the best striker in the world, I might not be the best pure wrestler in the world, but when it comes to mixing this up, I'm the best welterweight on the planet right now. The Nigerian nightmare is looking for you, and I'm gonna find you. How long you been telling him now on your that Can't nobody with me. I know you've been telling them for a long, long time. Usman is so good. He is so goddamn good. That's it! Come on, comes up huge for the The reason I'm the best in the world is because my mind is stronger than everyone in the division. His fucking gas tank. Usman was pushing on the pedal for five fucking rounds. Oh. <laughs> had to start the show with that. I had to start the show with that. What my boy Kamar Usman did over the weekend. What he has done the past three fights. He's a motherfucking problem. He's told you he's a motherfucking problem, and he is. And you need to put some respect on his name, just like I've been telling you to put respect on his name. Kumar Uzman, flawless performance over the weekend, beat a guy in Jorge Masada who everyone was arguing, hey, he took the first round last time. He took the first round. Give him six weeks. Give him a full camp. It's going to be a competitive fight. Now, there weren't that many people saying that. The majority of this said what everyone kind of said. It was going to be another, we don't need to see this fight again. We see how it plays out. Kamaru took him down once, but stood up on him the whole time. Froze George. for Froze Mazdal. Threw him off with a jab. Do, I mean, did George land anything really? couple kicks, maybe a couple punches, but got outstruck, got knocked the fuck out, which is the only guy in 50 pro fights to knock him out. Rodrigo, 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 <laughs> Rodrigo, damn, did TKO, but it was an early stoppage. Masvidal has been dropped a million times. His chin isn't like granite, but he has shown to be able to be a dog in there and not get finished. His last time being finished was by sub 2009, 20, 2009. To Toby Amada in a reverse triangle. He just tapped, just pat, didn't tap out, just passed out. Last time he was finished, guy is 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 unreal. I had an unreal night. Amazing card. The fans are God, it's so good for the fans to be back. I re- I've re-watched, I'm already on next weekend. Yuri Prohaska, Dominic Reyes. So I've already re-watched a few fights that were in front of no crowd. And I really didn't realize how much i missed the fans right i, I believe this next week's going to be in vegas in, in the apex so no fans again but jacksonville was lit, fucking lit this is what the kids say they were going nuts from the first fight on this was an amazing card it really delivered all three title fights became finishes there are some crazy shit happening with Sky's guys legs the undercard which was full of fucking nobodies really delivered Great card. Unbelievable stuff. Um, I loved it. I'm not just saying that because I'm up big. I'm up like four units on the on the weekend. Um, but yeah, it was a fucking that, that helps, guys. That motherfucking helps. I don't even know if I want to bullshit. Um, I might just want to jump right in. It's a little late on Sunday. I want to record earlier, but just couldn't do it right i had to you know little family time little this little that little taking extra naps sleeping in getting ready for the work week uh so we're here we're recording now let's just jump in kamaru usman versus jorge Masvidal. main event ufc 261 i had uh a great night betting like i alluded to um let me get my trusty thing here tell you tell y'all you about it tell y'all about it you should follow me on twitter mma takes podcast on twitter You'll know all my bets. I I tweet them out every Saturday. Obviously, I do a pick them every week. Ever since I got this motherfucking green hammer, this is three straight weeks of winning. The past two weeks have been little chips, little chips, little chips, little chips, and I hit big. So I had two units of Kamar Uzman over three and a half at minus 177. That obviously did not hit, but what I did do is I did hedge. I put... Um I believe see I can't access my accounts at home. I only can access them in Indiana. I don't know what it is. Other people I know can get on their Fandals via their phone. My phone also can't call 800 numbers. I can't my my phone's a problem right now. I need to, I've been telling you guys I need to go to Verizon. I need to go to Verizon. That's just the bottom line. Anyway, but what I did was I had a little bit of a feeling that Usman could end it early, right? So then I I hedged and essentially made it so that even if Uzman one and it was under three and a half. I, I'd win the same amount of units but I put two units on that that one lost but I did hit the under which was a great plus number. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I just I just wrote it down but it was a great plus number obviously ended in the second round. I had your eye hall one unit. I had a plus number, plus 104. That was very uh, upsetting away the way that ended. I had Randy Brown, one unit, one full unit at minus 155. I had Brendan Allen, minus 130 on a DK boost. The boost, uh, 26% boost. I got him at 130. I believe he's 160 something. So that's pretty sweet. I hit on that boost, DK. And I also got him by sub at plus 195 for a quarter unit. Uh, I hit Anthony Smith with a half unit at plus 172. I hit Carter Losey at a half unit. DK boost again at minus 166. I miss on Zhu Rong by KO. Um, he, he obviously had some shots in the Vargas fight, but didn't look all that great. Hit Allen by sub, as I said. And then I hit, or excuse me, I missed on the uh, Whaley Rose Goes the Distance. I was plus 105. I had a quarter unit on that. I also hit on Clay Collard on Friday night. Uh, he was a 4-1 to one underdog. I had $20 quarter unit on him. Uh, well, that's not really a quarter unit, I guess. 0.2, 2 units or whatever. Um. Had uh, had 20 bucks on him, just, just a throwaway. I really thought he was gonna match up well with Pettis. Awesome fight, right? Great fight. Clay Collar's been boxing for the past year during COVID, he's been like the COVID killer. They put top rank puts him in there with some of these young, fucking up and coming guys, and Clay Collar beats him up. Uh, a relentless dude, awesome fight. Won the first two rounds uh, against Pettis. The first round, Pettis kept flopping to his back a little bit, it was competitive. Second round, should have been, could have been, would have been, I think it was. At 10-8, he hurt Pettis bad to the body and upstairs, and, and Pettis was hung in tough, showed a lot of heart, didn't give up, and, and the ref gave him a lot of chances. And then the third round was all collared, but, but Pettis was competitive, but I was leaning towards collared, and then he ran into a kick and then a knee, put him on skates with like a minute left, terrified. Anthony Pettis went into his guard, would save me. I'm rubbing my fucking green hand or necklace. like, no, he was right there. Won a decision plus 400. Gotta love it. Cash is clay collared. I mean, listen, when you, you know, if, if it would have been anybody else, I, I don't know if I would have made that bet, but, uh, Anthony Pettis isn't going to wrestle you. He's going to want to stand up. Right. And, uh, he's hittable and clay and Anthony has a problem with guys pushing the pace on him. And that's what clay did. Clay just marched forward. And, uh, it was a great fight. I like PFL. What I PFL's doing is, is fantastic. They got a lot of talent. You guys know I'm a UFC guy through and through. I, I rarely talk about other promotions unless it's like a big deal. Bellator, the production side of things bothers me a little bit. I don't love Scott Coker for whatever reason. They do have talented on that roster. I will watch an AJ McKee fight. I will watch an Emcoff fight, Aaron Pico. They got some really good guys over there. But PFL, I think the production is great. They added Kenny Florian as announcer. Everyone knows I love Ken Flow. And um I love the smart case technology, and I like that not many guys over there are acting like they need to be competing with the UFC guys. Most guys over there know, hey, if I win this million dollars or if I look good here, I could get signed to the UFC. You know what I mean? No one is like the Bellator guys. All they do want to do is compare them to the UFC like they're on the same level. PFL knows their level. And Sean McDonald uh, is fantastic. Randy Couture, I could do without him a little bit. I think that guy's a creep ball, but whatever. McDonald and uh, Ken Flo and Randy actually has some nice chemistry for the first show. Great first show, PFL. I, I think they could do away with a tournament format. I get it. It's a million bucks. It's a good selling point. Fighters want a chance of that million bucks. They could probably do away with that. They do have some interesting stats. People get points on wins, and the way they do things is, is interesting. It's different. Um, so that's kind of cool, right? I actually don't know how the point scoring system works all that much, but uh yeah, I'm i I'm a big fan of the PFL and, and I'm glad they're back and and I think it's uh good promotion. So let's get to again. We we were jumping in and I jumped all over the place. Excuse me, Kamar Uzman man, the Nigerian nightmare against Hori Masodal, Star studded crowd, like every Buccaneer was there, Jake Paul was there, who will get to with Daniel Cormier. Uh, unbelievable stuff. I, I feel like a lot of people are watching this. I feel like the pay per view numbers are going to be good on this. A lot of people tweeting out about it that I didn't know watched MMA or UFC or whatever. And uh, Usman showed up and showed out. He looked confident walking to the cage, he was dancing. And Masa's looked confident too. Masa has a great walkout, it's front of his people essentially. I know he's from Miami, Jacksonville is not that far from Miami. He was the crowd favorite. He came out extremely flat. I mean, I don't think I've seen Masvidal look this hesitant, look this bad. Um, I think something, I don't know what it was. He just came out really flat. He said he was in the post fight. He handled it very well. He said he thought he was going to wrestle and, and then end up being stand up, which is kind of a weird thing. Um, but yeah, I get it. But not really. You know what I mean? Like, why are you? Why are you so worried about what he's doing? Worry about what you're going to do? Like, you're the way for you to win this fight is not to wrestle. It's to stand up. So you look terrible in the stand up. Again, I don't I gotta look at the stats. I don't know how many strikes Masvedall landed. Not much. He didn't let his hands go much. He didn't seem aggressive in there. He seemed he got picked apart by that jab and the right hand was landing quick. Uh he got hit a lot in that first round. And in the second round, he got put out. It was a lax, laxical day. Uh laxical day. What? What the fuck? Laxical laxical day. Why, how do you say that? It was a—I'm uh, not going to be able to pronounce that that phrase there. It was a piss-poor performance by him in the in the first and second round, the entire fight, essentially, with his defensive skills. His defensive skills were non-existent. He took shots, showboated, smiled, did his little blow-in-the-kisses and shit, um, and then he got hit with one of the hardest right-hands, fucking comic book right-hand. Every ounce of sweat that was on his head flew off. I don't know if he cracked under the pressure. I don't know if there was, like— Now there's no built-in excuse what Usman said. Like, if that played true, because you lose on six days. It's on six days. You lose on a full camp. This is worst-case scenario. In 50 pro fights, you've never been knocked out. You just got knocked out by a guy who the entire lead-up to this, you said he did hit hard. Um, I like Masvidal. I'm not a Masvidal guy. I'm an Usman guy. Uh, Have been since the Ultimate Fighter. Check the tapes. But um, he just didn't show up this night. Uh, Masvidal just did not look great. Uh, no one. He got a two just because, right? I'm not gonna give him a one. And I mean, you know what Usman got? Spring, a a five star, man! Yeah. Guy might as well be a 50 star man. I loved his performance. I'll break down the performance a little bit. So there was a guy once upon a time he was on this podcast who said that Trevor Whitman was not a great coach, not a great defensive coach, and Usman gets hit a lot, right? Okay, sure. Um, but Trevor Whitman. Coaches three fighters. That's it. He corners three fighters. They cross train with Team Elevation. So whenever someone says, "Oh, Drew Duber, he, he trains Whitman. No, he doesn't. Trevor Whitman has three fighters that he corners. It's Usman, it's Rose, and it's Justin Gaethje. All three of those people. Two of the three are champions, and Gaethje's about to get a shot. Trevor Whitman is an elite of elite coaches. Tre- uh, Kamar Usman has became twice the fighter. He was with Henry Hoof. I think Henry Hoof's an okay coach. I know a lot of people gravitate towards him. They're in Florida. They got a great camp. There's a ton of people down there. Um, and I know Henry still was helping Usman a little bit for this fight, but this is Trevor Whitman's work right here. Kamar Usman looks a little wild when he tries to mix things up. Daniel Cormier said it on the broadcast perfectly. When he tries to mix things up, like jab to the body and then maybe fake a takedown, then he comes over top of the right hand. It looks a little wild. It looks a little out of place. His head head movement in that situation looks a little rough. But when he's pure boxing, just straight stand up, jabbing right hands, avoiding kicks, moving his head from that way when he's not trying to mix it up. He's an elite striker, and that's that's Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman created this monster where he's like worked that jab, and people say, "Oh, it's not the best jab in the world." Great, it gets the job done. That jab froze George Jorge. uh, I say George Jorge Masvidal, game bread. It froze him, and then it opened up the right hand. And it doesn't help that Masvidal just wasn't reacting to many things or reacting to everything, and then just not being defensive minded. Karsman went in there with with a sole plan of finishing this guy, a guy that has never been finished in the UFC. And uh tough, durable dude, BMF, had the BMF belt, right? You know, gangster, all this shit. And Usman went in there and finished him. Uh, his past three fights, uh, well, Usman was, or Masada wasn't a finish, but Colby finished, knocked out in the fifth round. I love to see them run that back. Gilbert Burns knocked him out in the second round or third round, can't remember. And then George right here in the second round. So Usman... Flawless performance. Obviously, he needs to work on some stuff. Defensively, there are some things that George didn't really count, counter. Could have, but didn't. Could have, would have, should have, but didn't. And Kamar is just a fucking savage. Um, listen, I know Tim is 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 my guy, right? And he's a, he's a GSP fan. But I never want to get too premature. But it's starting to add up. Kamar Usman... Might be that dude at 170 now. He might be the GOAT at 170. I yeah, I hate to say that because he he what GSP did was phenomenal. And he's beat he beat some legit dudes and and but he wasn't finishing, guys. And a lot of the argument on Twitter was look at who's Kamaru's fought. He's fought in better competition. I don't know how you can debate that because obviously fighters now are going to be better than fighters were 10 years ago, but George St. Pierre didn't run for him, but he fought the best guys that were in front of him. Right. There's you can't fault the guy from not fighting, you know, Gilbert Burns or or Colby Covington because they weren't there yet. Right. But he fought the best guys that were in front of him. He never took an easy fight and he fucking won and he went up and he won at 85. So there's a conversation to be had and there's an argument to be made that Kamar Usman is the GOAT 170 right now. I am not going to make that argument right now. I'm not going to be premature about it. I'm very excited about the topic, very excited about the conversation. Maybe we'll do a podcast where we'll have the guys on and we'll just argue, kind of like part of my take they do. They just, you know, fucking pick up a topic. Okay, you pick this side, you pick the other side, and we'll just fucking argue. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And then another interesting thing is Kamar Usman, he's up there in pound for pound best now. He's top three. I mean, Khabib's gone, right? Khabib's not coming back. Quit throwing up the Khabib comparison. John Jones is still there. Kamar Usman's right there, man. Kamar Usman is that motherfucking guy. Obviously, he got five stars for me. He looked flawless. Won me money. Um, and I, I want the Colby rematch. Apparently, Usman doesn't know. But Dana said so. I think you give Usman a little break. He fought in February. He just fought now. Maybe the fall or something. Him and Colby can run it back. I think that's a big pay-per-view um, he might want Colby to win another fight. I, you know, Colby has won a fight since they fought and he looked really goddamn good doing it. But yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I like Usman at 170. I don't want him to go up yet. I think there's some interesting guys at 70. Colby and then Chamayev's the real deal. He's at 70, but Chamayev's calling out fucking Jan Blahovic. So who the fuck knows what COVID lungs. Is even capable of at this point. Or what weight he wants to fight at. He's calling out everybody at this point. So um, a very interesting times for Kamar Usman. Who looked like a fucking savage. And the star of the show. Had to be. Had to be Mr. Usman there. Champ. Rosamunis versus Weili, Weili Zhang. Uh Incredible fight here. Underdog I pick. Oh by the way. I, I forgot to mention. The pickums with Tim and, and Christian. I did it boys. I finally Motherfucking did it. Since we bought the belts, I had not won one. I tied before. Uh when Timbo was champ, which obviously champ retains the title when you tie. I finally won. I dominated. I hit on all my locks. My motor lock was Uriah Hall hit on my underdog lock was Anthony Smith. I hit on it. My send home was Brandon Allen. I hit on it. I had a fantastic night. Uh gambling. I had a fast fantastic night betting. I went nine and four in my picks. And uh, it feels good. And Rose was one of my underdog plays as well. I was very confident in both females. We'll get to Andrade next. But I really thought there there was going to be two female titles changing hands. And and Rose just looked fucking phenomenal. Clearly, clearly deserving. Uh, I can say what you want about Rose with the whole, you know, people gave her shit about the better red is dead type stuff, whatever. People are just sensitive. I've commented on her mental state or whatever. She looked a little... I don't know if it wasn't confident, but she definitely needed to remind herself. So there are some mental things there, but I think if you can harness that in a certain way, like she did last night, I think it could be a good thing. And I mean, clearly Rose is five stars. Five star man, five-star woman. Rose Namajunas, just flawless performance. Wei Li Zhang has a lot of pressure. She got a two. Didn't really do much. This fight ended fairly quick, but Wei Li Zhang has an entire Country like she's the biggest star ever and in, in Chinese MMA and China is gigantic with a billion people and she is a bona fide star. So this losing hurts a lot. Um It doesn't hurt her standing. She's still an elite fighter. She's 21 and 2 for Christ's sakes, but it hurts the fact that she lost with this entire country behind her. You know what I mean? That that stings. I felt like she maybe felt the pressure a little bit. Chinese fighters went 0 and 4 on the night. That's you can attribute that to travel. You can attribute that to a lot of things. I don't know. Way Lee Zong though looked in incredible shape. Looked ripped up like always. I thought Rose was gonna give her problems in the early beginning with, with her length. She k- throws that kick out really well. She throws jabs out really well. She moves really well in the beginning. Wei Lee Li likes to come forward. She likes people standing in front of her. That's what Yoana did. I don't think I didn't think Rose was going to do that. I didn't know if Rose could do that for five rounds. So I'm glad she was it didn't have to prove it, but um, yeah. I this is kind of how I saw it happening. Obviously, I couldn't predict a knockout. I didn't have a bet on this fight besides it going to the distance. I thought Rose wouldn't three, and I thought Wayley would pick it up at the end and, and it'd be a, a classic fight is what I kind of predicted. But Rose had different plans. She hit that kick, that lead kick, uh, so well behind her feints and her jabs. She's throwing her punches out there, and if you watch the tape back, which I have like a million times, Lee thought it was going to the legs. She disguised it so well and brought it up to her head, chin checked her, knocked her out. I mean, she was out. And then when she hit the ground, Wei Li started to pop up and, and Rose went and finished it. Wei Li complained about the stoppage. No problem there. Correct stoppage. And Rose is champ again. And Rose is, is that bitch, man. She is someone that I've doubted before. I've questioned the mental on her. Um, I love her and Pat Barry's relationship. I think Pat Barry more than a boyfriend, fiance, husband, whatever he is, more than a coach. He is the guy that can get her right mentally. Again, Trevor Whitman, right now, has got three outstanding people that he trains, um, and uh, and she's you know he's got two champions now, and both champions finished by knockouts. I mean, uh, Trevor Whitman's that dude. You got to give him all the credit because Rose also left Colorado for a while and went back to Minnesota, where she's from. Trainer Greg Nelson, who used to be the coach of uh, Brock Lesnar for a little bit, used to be the coach of Sean Shirk, was basically everything about Minnesota May. That's where uh, Rose got her start. That's where Pack got her start. She split time between there and Colorado. And I think Greg Nelson is, is a coach I kind of got forgotten about. Really smart guy, been around for a while. Really good wrestling, grappling coach. I think he was going to shore up some of Rose's stuff on the ground. Rose's lights out with the, with the jujitsu, but her wrestling is a little weak. I think Greg Nelson... Her first coach uh, is the right guy for that, right? You know, he taught her everything. Now he's going to teach her more that she's a complete fighter. But the main guy here is Trevor Whitman with that striking and and with the game planning and uh, just flawless execution by both Usman and Rose. Rose's knockout was so impressive because it was so quick. And and if you really slow it down, Lee was so tricked. And Whaley's a high high level fighter. And she was full. She was full and got kicked right in her jaw. And Rose, uh, Rose finished the deal. She's a killer in there. If she got you hurt. She's finishing. I mean, she finished Ioana, the only girl in the UFC to knock out Ioana. She did that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of talk about running back with Wei Lee. I think that's a possibility. Carla uh, Esparza's fighting Yan. Um, I can't pronounce her last name. Soon. So if Yan wins, that could be like a little redemption thing there for Wei Lee. Li. I'd like to see it run back for Wei Li. Wei Li got caught. I still think Rose wins Uh, as long as they don't do it in China or something like that, I think, uh, which I think would be bullshit on Rose's part after what she has said, but she's the champ now Do it in America, make way Lee come over here. And, uh, yeah. Flawless performance. Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance by Rose. I mean, yes, another really great performance. Valentina Shepchenko. I don't like her. Sorry. I I didn't, but I don't like her. I have Tourette's when it comes to Shepchenko. I don't like her. I just don't like her. I picked on draws to win. I thought this fight was going to go completely different. Um, I think Shevchenko was starting to feel herself a little bit, right? And Jessica Andraz is a legit, legit fighter, but just got manhandled in there and just got beat up and just got taken advantage of and just got fucked up. She didn't do anything. She had no offense. And her excuse was, oh, I didn't think she'd wrestle. I thought we strike again. This is a fucking mixed martial arts fight. Who in her camp has not been watching Valentina's fights over the past couple of years. She likes to fucking grapple. Now she likes to take you down. She's incredibly heavy on top. And no one, no one decided to to teach Andrade to, you know. In the first round, she started getting up pretty good, right? She started getting up after the takedowns, but it clearly wore on her. Valentina's a big girl from 125, strong and muscled Andrade, which I didn't see happening. Andrade, for whatever reason, went to stand up, and and uh, yeah, I mean, during the stand up, Valentina won two. Valentina got a four. This is a five star performance, but I'll never ever give Valentina a five. Um, she's world class. I just don't like her. Okay, I'm allowed not liking somebody, even if they're great. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to do that, and I just did. Okay, my podcast, my rules. So I don't like that Russian spy. You know what I mean? But she's going to be championed probably. I mean, no one at 125 is going to beat her. I know Lauren Murphy's in the wings. Lauren Murphy, a girl I've doubted her entire MMA career has made me look like an idiot. Lauren Murphy's a big, strong girl who's fairly well rounded everywhere. Just kind of a just kind of a dog in there. Maybe she'll give Shevchenko a couple good rounds, but I don't think she's beating Shevchenko. I don't think many people at 125 are. She's not the GOAT, though. I don't care what you say. Don't don't bring that GOAT shit to me. Amanda Nunes has beaten her twice. Amanda Nunes is a GOAT female fighter. And hopefully they run it back one more time before their careers are done. But yeah, I mean, Shevchenko is what it is. I mean, she looked dominant. I mean, what do you want to say? I'm not going to spend too much time on her, okay? If you want, you go talk about her. I'm not, okay? I don't like her. Like, you made that clear. I don't like her. Oh, this one's gonna be tough to talk about. Uh, by the way, andrade has got a two and, and Shiftango got a four. I think I, I mentioned that. This fight, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. No one got stars because oof. Chris Weidman versus Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall, my mortal lock, fell as an underdog, plus 104. I bet it one unit. I almost went heavier. I didn't. Um, I just saw him knocking out Chris Weidman, I saw him catching Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman looked in great shape. I'm a Weidman fan. I, uh, again, I said it on the pick on podcast. He's from my, where my mom grew up. I have a soft spot for him. My windows open cause it's so hot in here. So if you hear a plane, I apologize, <laughs> but he's, he looked in phenomenal shape. And this is just the worst case scenario for him or for any fighter. Really three leg breaks have happened in the UFC off kicks and Chris Ryman has been involved in two of them. One with Anderson Silva, famous one. Now this one, it's it's absolutely brutal it, it was horrifying. It, the kick was really loud and I even went oh, and then before I even can finish good kick, he fell down in pain and it was completely snapped and it's it's absolutely horrible. Um, good thing is, is is surgery nowadays for for situations like that he's gonna be he's gonna be okay. It's gonna take him a long time to heal though. he is 36 going on 37. I think he's gonna want one more. He's too competitive to walk away from it now. I think he's gonna want one more. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, Anderson never came back the same. There are some steroids allegations with Anderson as well. He, you know, he's taking steroids after the leg break or something. I don't remember what, what his excuse was, but this is a tough one. This is a tough one. So no stars either way. I thought Uriah was going to win. He w- did win, but not the way I wanted him to. So I'll take the W. I'm not going to donate the money. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to take the money, you know, double my money up. So it is what it is. But um, some idiot on Twitter. I wish I had the name. Said, "Oh, Jeff Molina and um, uh, T Or-t- Lang, Ortie Lang, Ortie Lang. Uh, they won five the Night. They should give the money to Wyman, huh? What? Yeah, I get it. Chris Wyman hurt his leg. He's gonna have some medical bills. I'm sure UFC is gonna take care of it. Chris Wyman's a millionaire." Ori Lang flew to the United States without a coach. Jeff Molina is making a UFC debut, making maybe 20 grand. And they want, somebody on Twitter wants them to give their 100 grand to Chris Wyman? What? Uh, What? I wish I had the Tim Allen soundbite. Huh? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Chris Wyman's is a millionaire. It is sucks. It sucks what happened to him. I feel so bad for him. The UFC hopefully will step up and maybe take care of more than just the Bills with the hostiles. maybe take care of some other shit. But to ask for fighters who are making the UFC debuts, well, Molina was. I don't know if Ori Lang was. But for him to fly over here without a coach and just needing to fight, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The person on Twitter. I I want to DM them on Twitter or message them on Twitter and be like, Okay, why don't you give all your paycheck to the fucking, uh, the rich guy? I don't, I don't, fuck, I don't have an analogy. I, I was hoping as I walked through it, I'd come up with a better analogy, but I did not. I did not. I did say a joke to my friends this weekend. It got crickets. No one responded. Um, and I told it to my wife and she laughed at pity. Um, and I'm going to tell it to you. So prepare to laugh. So as many of you know, I work at a, 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 a where I work. I don't have to, do, you know, I work at, you know, a package company. Let's just say I work at, you know, UPS, right? So I said, when you, I talked to this, my buddies, I said, when you met, uh, when you met your wife's parents um, and you told them you worked at UPS, did they think you were the total package? <laughs> That's good. That's a good joke. You can have it. Credit MMA takes. All right. Uh, next up, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. Another one I got right. Another one I hit money on. Um, another weird situation here. So first and foremost, Anthony Smith looked lights out in that first round. He looked fantastic. He's jabbing Jimmy Crute's face off. Jimmy Crute telegraphing in that right hand. Anthony Smith was moving a lot. Um, it was, it was fantastic. And, and the only thing that Crute was doing really well is was, was kicking up Anthony Smith legs. Um, which is which has been a problem in the past. Yeah, like I said, Alexander Alexander Record kicked up his legs as well. Um, but Anthony Smith hung in tough and, and kept committing to his jab in the right hand and Jesus Christ, what was that? I gotta shut this window. Hang on a second. Oh boy. Don't get hot here. The sounds outside freaking makes it look like I live in this. I live in the suburbs. I live on a cul-de-sac street. One way in, one way out of my neighborhood, and it fucking sounds like I live in the goddamn city. All right. Anthony Smith, though, I don't think should apologize for this win at all. This is he this was a three-star performance, Jimmy Kruk out of two. Everyone knows how I th- feel about Jimmy Cruz, which we'll get to. Um, Anthony Smith won that first round. Look that look dynamite. Uh threw one kick, hit that perennial nerve or fucked up his knee. Don't know what happened, gave him drop foot. Which is what's happened to Michael Chandler. It's happened to Henry Cejudo. This looked like a severe case of it. It looked like it hit behind the knee. At first, I thought his knee was completely fucked. But Jimmy Crute is an animal. Shot a mean double leg, took Anthony Smith down. Anthony started working back to his feet. The leg clearly wasn't stable. Shot another takedown as the foot was giving out on him. And then they, uh, and then that was the end of the round. So he ended the round pretty, pretty tough. And he walks back to his corner. And it's, it's all wobbly. Can barely walk on it. The crowd's going nuts. Sits down, you know, he's talking about it. And uh so at this point, we don't know if it's the knee or if it's the foot. The foot obviously the, the ankle and the foot are not responding to movement. So then he stands up, right? And the doctor's in there. And I like this. He screams, like, come on, let's go. Like he was more than willing to come out the second round. And then the doctor's like, step to me. And he stepped to him and he just couldn't. Like his foot just wasn't stable and they had a call. Right decision. Jimmy Cru, classy in the in the uh in the interview and uh anthony smith should not apologize this is 100 percent a win you threw the kick you hurt his leg guys know that there's that nerve there they know the dangers of of doing this um so i think the only update we got on wyman wyman had surgery everything's okay and they said jimmy croup's knee's stable so again i don't know if it was drop foot if it was an actual knee thing we'll find out more when when croup gives interviews um but anthony smith i thought looked better on the feet than he has in a while that jab was lights out and was just a step ahead of jimmy croup now let me address the Jimmy Crude hate uh, that I have expressed probably two years on this podcast. So it stems from the very first time I was able to legally bet in Indiana. We hadn't had mobile yet. I had to go to the counter. I won um, a couple units, I think, on Don Madge. It was when Don Madge beat Zeum. I won a couple units on Match. I came in and, and Jimmy Krupp that next week was fighting Misha Sirkanoff. And I took those winnings, right? And I put them all on Krupp. Let's keep the ball rolling. I was so confident in that pick. I believe I gave it out as like a YouTube pick or or Instagram pick, which was been cursed. I have stopped so, I have since stopped doing that. And he lost. And he lost a fight that I thought was winnable and a fight that he completely gassed out in. And then he's been a machine ever since. I haven't let that go. I am now, I got my money back on the Anthony Smith win. Anthony Smith was a 172 underdog, which is what I got him at plus 172. Um, so I have no long, I am no, I am no longer going to hold a grudge towards Jimmy Cruz. There I said it. Okay. No more insults. I'm sure this is such a relief for Jimmy Cruit. And this is like a weight off his shoulders now. So he went through a tough loss with his leg given out on him. And now he's got this, just a weight off his shoulders. I'm happy to do it. You know, it's just let bygones be bygone situation. And you know what? You know, it is what it is. You know, go on, Jimmy Crute. Have a live a great career. I'm going to either pick you because of I think you're a good matchup or I'm going to pick against you because I think it's a bad matchup. But no more biasy towards me. I got my money back, Jimmy Crute. All right, mate. How to do the alright, mate. All right. Next up, Randy Brown versus Alex Cowboy Rivera. This went out some heat on it, which was they had a pretty interesting stare down, which uh, I don't know really where this heat stemmed. Randy Brown got a three. Cowboy got a one. Cowboy, again, electric walk in. He just doesn't respect guys sometimes. And I was worried about Randy Brown's chin. Uh, he got his legs kicked up in this fight where Andy did. He's, he's got some skinny legs, but he landed a huge right hand. Flatline cowboy almost put him out and then choked him out one arm fucking rear naked choke, which is that's happened to me before training you haven't really seen it against a high level uFC competition, but that just proves how how good Randy brown is when he gets on the ground and yeah, I mean he looked good I mean listen I don't think Randy brown is ceiling is incredibly high for one seventy. I do think he's a very talented kid. I think he's huge for one seventy um if he just had a chin if he just had a fucking chin he he he'd be. Fighting top 10, top five guys because I think he's his stand ups coming a long way and I think his wrestling and his ground game is really good. It's just he's just not built for, for you know with on the tough side with his chin, it's just what it is. But he looked very good, one unit win on there for Rennie Brown. I was very confident that pick. Dwight Grant versus Stefan Skulik. I think this was a robbery. I had Stefan winning. Other people said Grant won online, it was a split decision. Uh, nah. I nah, I think Stefan won this fight. I don't know how you give this to Grant um yeah grant got hurt in that third round second round he got taken down first round was close it's 29 28 skirlik though i think the judges got this one wrong i didn't have any cash on this situation though so i was okay Brandon allen versus Carl roberson i did have a full unit on brandon allen also i had the prop half unit quarter unit maybe on the i said at the beginning show i can't remember on the submission uh prop which was plus 195 which i think was Awesome, because I think Roberson, if he was going to lose this fight, it could have been my decision, but I saw him getting tapped out. Brendan Allen took some shots on the feet. He's a stud, dude. He's kid's young. Like I said on Twitter, like, how good is Sean Strickland? Because Sean Strickland just ran through this kid. Like, Brendan Allen going down to Sanford MMA, picking up some new tricks, lights out on the ground, big kid for 185. Pretty durable on his feet, and Sean Strickland ran through him. And that's what he did in this fight. Brandon Allen took some shots, ate him well, gave some shots. His stand-up looked pretty good. The minute it went to the ground, extremely patient, and then uh, really wasn't doing much. Just kind of mounting him, mounting Roberson, and Roberson was kind of keeping his elbows tight and really wasn't giving up much. And then Allen just, you know, they, they had a scramble, and, and Roberson went for his leg, and Allen, for, Allen went for his. And I think it was – they said it was a heel hook. It might have been a straight ankle lock. I can't remember – uh I haven't watched this fight back yet, but it was first round submission right at almost right at the Clappers. Uh Brandon Allen is 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 a confident kid. He's 25, he's training with a good camp. You know, the, the stand up starts coming a long way, starts coming more and more involved, and, and his defense starts coming more and more involved because he he is durable, he is tough, his ground game is good. It, you know, this guy's gonna be an exciting kid to watch. He really will be. Um the Dockers fight is an amazing fight that happened, you know, whatever. Uh, however many moons ago, but this kid's legit. I don't like how he keeps calling for Sean Strickland again. He's very upset that he lost that fight. Uh, Strickland's fighting. Um, who's he fighting? Jocko next weekend, I think. And Brandon Allen in his post-fight just kept talking about he wants to win on that fight. Like, you're not going to get the rematch from Strickland right away. That's just a loss you're going to have to take until you guys get higher up ranked, essentially what it is. You're not ranked yet. Strickland, I think, is ranked 15, but you got to keep moving up 85 if you want that rematch. They're not just going to give it to you right away because you lost a fight ago. That's not how it works. That doesn't make sense. They're going to build you guys up, and if you guys are ready to collide for a top five, top four spot, then you fight. So I think he needs to drop that a little bit. I like the comp- competitive spirit a little bit, but I also was like, all right, get over it. Um, yeah, Pat Sabatini versus Tristan Conley. We all were on Sabatini. He looked good, looked like a good grappler. Dropped Christian, Tristan, Christian, Tristan. God's a bad name. You gotta be tough if your name's Tristan. Um dropped him in the first round and then just out-grappled him and and is and outmaneuvered him and out positioned him and just was one step ahead of Conley this entire time. And Sabatini, all the guys out in Philly that you know, Philly's starting to become nice little spot for MMA. A lot of the guys that train with Sabatini says so kid's legit. He's a legit wrestler, he's a legit grappler, he's he's starting to work on the stand-up, he's powerful and he showed it, man. He cracked uh, Connolly in that first round and then just dominated the whole fight. You know, whenever he, whatever you he want to take him down, he got him down. And whatever he wanted to do on the ground, he did. You know, I would like to see a little urgency to submit him. I know Connolly's a good grappler himself. But, uh, yeah, Sabatini hit this. I had him as an underdog in his debut. I forget who he was fighting. But that I, I studied a lot of tape on Sabatini, and I thought it was a really good dog play. Kind of upset that that fight didn't happen because I would have been some dog money. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dogs were barking on that one. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Dana Baccariel versus Kevin Natividad. Natividad, <clears throat> I did, I almost bet at this fight. I was so close. Oh, by the way, Conley got a one and Sabatini got a three. That was my star rating. And Brendan Allen got a three and Robinson got a one as well. And Skrillek and Dwight Grant both got ones. I'm sorry. I was, I was slipping on my star system. I know you guys are in your car or at work or whatever writing down my star system. Um on your little notepad where you keep all the notes of MMA takes. I get it, right? I get it. But um I, I just messed up. I, just, I apologize. Down to Bakrial versus Kevin Natividad. Bakrial got a three, Natividad got a one. I don't know what I was doing in there. You know what this guy's MO is. It's the left hook, it's the power. And Natividad was just rushing in. He got caught with it. It was an awesome knockout in that round one, like a minute in the round one. And Bakriad is 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 a fucking Mongolian warrior. This fucking dude can crack and uh the one thing you, you should know about what, fighting this guy is not rushing in, and that's what exactly what Natividad did. Two knockout losses now in a row in the UFC. They may give him another chance. Don't know. Probably will, um, but not looking good for Natividad, who I do think has some skill, is athletic, now is with a good camp, um, but he just seems not to be able to put it together in the UFC, and, and and this was just a really dumb game plan. Just leaped in there and got caught. Rodrigo Cazula Vargas versus Zurong. I had Rong here. Kid didn't do nothing. He wanted to showboat the whole time. Uh, they got this one right. Vargas won this fight. Clearly, I think he lost maybe the third round. 29-28, clear Vargas. Zurong seemed very upset when he lost, but... Is what it is, kid. You gotta you gotta put on the jets. You're waving a in. You were doing this. You want the counter. Sometimes you, you gotta you gotta lead the dance. If you're that good of a striker in the third round, he started to do that. He started to hit Vargas on some of his power shots. And this kid's got a lot of knockouts. Vargas isn't just gonna run in there, right? Kind of a sloppy fight a little bit. Um you can tell that Vargas isn't elite elite competition, and Zo Rong is very young and green. Um, but uh yeah, it's just they got the right guy in Vargas. I stayed or no, I did stay away from this fight. I had Zo Rong by knockout. Uh way to fucking blow it, guy. Uh Zurong got a um one and uh Vargas got a two. There you go. Jeff Molina versus Oling Zan, Ori Oling Ori. I don't see, I don't know what they do with these Chinese guys' names. They they combine them. Uh Ori Lang is what I think they said on the broadcast. Awesome fight. Ori Lang, tough, durable dude. Molina was on his bicycle like the whole time, but he's really well trained. Put uh, Ori Lang down a few times in that third round. The, at the clappers, Ori Lang and him just started letting loose, and then Molina got rocked bad. Uh, Molina clearly won this fight. It was an awesome fight. was probably fight of the night. There were some other ones up there that could have been. Um, no, nah, this was fight of the night for sure. Uh, but Molina, again, I don't think he's going to go super far. He needs to clean up a lot at 125. He looked a little labored in there, didn't look fast. He looked accurate, and uh, he obviously had some kind of powers. He put Ori Lang down, but uh, I think Ori Lang's probably going to have a little bit better of a career if he just cleans up a little bit of things. His record's not great, but um, I was more impressed with him than Molina in a loss, but I did get Molina too, and Ori Uh or excuse me, Molina got a three, and Ori got a two. All right, Colonel Losey versus Na Long. Leon, not Leon. Nah. Again, what, what they do with these names. Three and two. Colonel Losey, first five of the night, first bet of the night, DK boost, baby. Look to be a little, she got rocked right off the beginning. Lang Leong fucking dropped her essentially right in the beginning. And it scared the piss out of your boy. I did not want to start the night off with a loser. And then carlosi just, just took over and, and long was, uh, Leong sorry, can't keep mispronouncing her name. She was uh Gassed Gassed is a word for it. Um, and yeah, just, just had too much. And, and carlosi looked the fresher and she looked ripped up and, uh, yeah, that was it. Great fight, great energy in that first fight with, with all the fans and everything. So that was UFC 261. Awesome, awesome event. Up big, taking this momentum, taking the green money hammer all the way to next weekend. Another card, Yuri Peraza, my guy fighting in the main event against uh, Dominic Reyes. Should be a good fight. Battle of the top 10. I don't know what Reyes is ranked. I think uh, Yuri's ranked 6 or so. Top 10 uh, talent at two, 205. Two bangers, two guys that like to stand up going to be a fun fight. So the only thing I got to say, uh, you know, everyone, Oh, you shouldn't talk about it. You know, listen, it's, it's, it's part of the narrative, right? DC Jake Paul's there. The crowd was chanting. Fuck Jake Paul. He's sitting next to Antonio Brown. And then DC went over to him, got in his face. There's famous video, not famous video, but there's a video now online of, of that happening. And DC just said, keep my name out of your mouth. And Jake Paul said, you said my name first sign the contract, which is kind of silly. Like, I don't think there's a contract now. Um, But yeah, it's just again, Jake Paul, this kid, wherever he goes, he's getting attention. You know what I mean? And attention's gonna make money. You got Dana White talking about him. You got professional fighters talking about him. You know what I mean? He's making tons and tons of money. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, I would love to see him lose, but you know, I'm not super against Jake Paul. I think it. You know, he's doing he's doing what he's supposed to do. Like he had the whole ring chanting "fuck Jake Paul." You know, if he wants to play the bad guy, he's playing the fucking bad guy pretty good. All right, that's it. I gotta get out of here. I gotta take a. A healthy shit, but uh, that's it. That's podcast this week. Pick them for May first. I'm excited about the card. We're going to continue this streak. I'm one away, one rating review away on iTunes or an Apple Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Go rate and review. I'm one away. that I'm giving away shit. Okay, 29 rating reviews. I need 30. I want 30. I need to get 30. Emma takes podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go rate and review. Go subscribe. Emma Takes Podcast on YouTube is right uh, as well. Go subscribe on that. And on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Emma Takes Podcast everywhere, baby. Just go hop on the train. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. And get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Fucker back! Come on! Fucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Put a the Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.